0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers crash out of the Scottish Cup As Aberdeen beat Stephen Gerrard's men in Glasgow again The semi-final lineup is complete As Hearts see off a brave effort from Partick Thistle And Oliver Burke says his Scotland recall has been a long time coming I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yes and what will the fallout be from that Rangers defeat last night Against Aberdeen credit to Derek McInnes and his players But for Rangers... Is their season now over And for Celtic The Celtic players enjoyed a, a day out At the Cheltenham races yesterday Are they now a sure bet for the treble? Treble, we'll see Jim Duffy, it promised to be quite a night Whatever happened um, I think most people with home advantage Were tipping Rangers This is going to lead to Not only a lot of soul searching As to where it went wrong last night But the bigger picture as well In terms of you know, is that Rangers season over? Have they progressed? Where do they go from here? Yeah, I think that uh, you know the minimum requirement was Rangers to get to at least one cup final out, out, out of the two available, and that hasn't happened. And obviously, both to, to Aberdeen and both at, at Ibrox. You know, I, I, sorry, one Ibrox in Glasgow, yeah, Glasgow. But I think that not scoring a goal, you know, all these things I think will stick in the throat of the Rangers fans. They've relied on Morelis far too heavily. I think everyone knows that. I think there was a lot of players brought in, obviously, particularly Defoe. But for whatever reason, uh, they, they can't seem to get someone to complement him or supplement him if he's not quite uh, at his, his best as he, as he has been for most of the season. But certainly the last, I think, three games, he seems to have tailed off a little bit. Let's get stuck in about it then. 01419511025 is the number you need to have your say. And at Clyde SSB. Is the Twitter handle If you would rather do it online Steven Gerrard He takes full responsibility For Rangers defeat last night He's angry And disappointed at the display He says he couldn't find Any positives in the performance And it's worrying That they couldn't raise Their level for that game Very disappointed And, and, and angry If you like Looking at our performance Because It was nowhere near good enough In every single department I can't find a positive Out there really Aberdeen deserved to win I think we started the game Extremely poor Obviously gift them a goal On the back of a bad start and it never really got much better from there. So from start to finish, we were we were miles off tonight in every department. So very difficult to sit here and try and find any positivity. So I've put this squad together. I picked the team and, and the tactics. So I'll take full responsibility for it. You know, I've sat here on a lot of occasions and took a bit of praise and had some good nights. And you know, I've accepted that. So I'll sit here and take responsibility for it because then players go out there first and foremost to re- represent the supporters and myself and anyone connected to Rangers. So they can't be going away with any positive so it's a big problem and challenge for me now it's my job now to try and move on from this which will be tough because it was such a big game and we knew what was at stake but credit to Aberdeen they deserve to be going to Hamden we can't expect to be going anywhere near that place after a performance like that so as I say we take full responsibility but it's my job now to lift the players keep us together from now till the end of the season and then see where we are at the end of the season and then we'll see what the summer brings it's a big concern you know, I had confidence and trust and belief in the players, the team that we picked, the squad that we picked, that was good enough. And normally, after a defeat or a performance, you can look for certain positives out of it, but I can't find one. Stephen Gerrard so, yeah, is taking the blame, he's taking the responsibility. Who do you blame? 0141 Mark Guidi. Well, first of all, you know, Stephen Gerrard, once again, very honest in, in his assessment, leaving a bit on the players, leaving a bit on himself. But really, where does where does Rangers season go? I mean, Celtic. It's 
you know, maybe even more than 95% the title's in the bag. But if there's t- anything at all about Rangers, they must beat Kilmarnock at the weekend. There's an international break. And their next game after that is at Celtic Park on March the 31st. Anything less than six points out of six for the rest of this month means that the title is absolutely over. And I think if whether you're Steven Gerrard or you're a member of the Rangers board or a player or a supporter... If your season's over by the end of March with six or seven weeks to go, you ain't made a cup final. You've not taken Celtic the distance. Considering the spend that that, that was made, and I think it is a bitterly disappointing season for Rangers. Yeah, I think that uh, you know Stephen Gerrard. He said he still is a rookie manager. I think that uh, he has he's learning as he goes, but he's learning at, at a club with huge ambition and huge expectations in, in Glasgow Rangers, and I, and I think that. That's something that uh, you know. You, you, I think it'll probably. I'm not sure the first time, but I certainly think that that result last night um, will be his biggest challenge in terms of how he responds as a young manager, mm-hmm. um, how he looks at his squad, how he assesses the season, because it'll be the you know he, he will take a fair bit of criticism, and I think as I say, up until now, I think most Rangers fans have been quite happy with the progress Rangers, but but get knocked out last night and not even get to the semis. I mm. think it is, is is certainly going to be a real test for him yeah. now. And I, I think that, you know, from, from Rangers' point of view, you know, he has to look at himself, look at the way the team plays. I, I, I don't think there's maybe enough creativity in the Rangers team at times. Um, there's been too many times where he's come out. And we mentioned this a few weeks ago, um, Gordon, about, you know, having a five, six, seven run, you know, win run, no, not even more than that. And that hasn't happened the whole season, so consistency has been a problem. Uh, I know a lot of the colour uh, guys last night were, were talk, discussing the fact is, oh, should he have left Morelos out because he was on that booking and all these kind of things. No, no, no chance. And yet, and yet, yeah. he plays him last night, and they still underperformed. But I, I, again, as I said, I think you, I think Rangers have relied too heavily on mm-hmm. on on one player, and and if he hasn't managed to dig them out, not many other players have chipped in. The thing is. It- he actually can't even make wholesale changes, God, because he's tried it before and it's been even worse. And he said that himself. I've given bodies a chance. Yeah, he's got a big squad in terms of numbers, but he's not got a big squad in terms of quality. So it'll be pretty much the same again come mm. Saturday. 0141 That's the number you need. We're at Clyde SSB on Twitter as well. Let's get stuck in. Scott is in Postle Park. As a Rangers fan, Scott, how do you look back on last night's game? Oh, guys, I was at the game. It's my first game in a couple of months. And to be honest, uh, it was a... I feel robbed at £30 it was embarrassing so it was no no heart nothing and see the whole team the, the boy Tavenier is maybe, I don't think he's a Rangers player let alone a Rangers captain he's shocking so he is he, he, do you know what I left the, the game after the second Aberdeen goal and see when you walk by all the players cars his is a big flashiest one at the mall I said, said to myself we ought to concentrate more on his football and his bloody cars it was, it's, it's, it's scandalous man what they're putting, what the performance they put in yesterday. And I know Gerard says he takes the blame, not, but he comes out all the time and says that. You see McCarrick bollocking his players on the sideline. Gerard stands with his hands in his pocket the whole time. Mm. I mean, I know it doesn't mean much screaming and shouting, but you've got to show the supporters that you care. He's acting like he's coming across as a big multi millionaire standing on the sideline. We're all standing and it's soaking wet. Oh, it's the worst Rangers performance I've seen in years And I mean years Alright, not the worst mm-hmm. words in the world Scott But just keep it a wee bit more polite if you can In case we've got any kids mm-hmm. listening uh, Jim, I don't know. I don't think James Tavernier's car has got anything to do no. with it So let, let's push that stuff to the side What about the performance last night? Let's. I'm sure we will get to the bigger picture mm-hmm. about Rangers' progress and everything else mm-hmm. Purely in the game last night, what did you make of it? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I didn't see the whole game. I have to be honest with you, so I can't make too many comments on, you know, the overall performance. Scott was at the game. He's he's entitled to his opinion on on who he sees as, you know, um, you know, important players, and and maybe somebody like the captain always maybe fans sometimes look as if they should take a little bit more responsibility. But um, you know, I, I just think, as I said before, that there's an awful lot of Rangers players haven't turned up consistently enough. Consistently enough, and, and I think that that's been the biggest problem in certain days. You know, they've looked very good, yeah. but in other days, they've looked very ordinary. And 90 minute performances have been few and far between. The one thing I do say about Scott, and I agree with him, is that Stephen Jay has come out too many times this season and either said, Okay, I take responsibility, yeah. or it's not been good enough, whatever happens to be. And I do think that sometimes, not listen, we understand that. I mean, I, I'm a guy that stands to the side and and, 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 and if, if you want to call it, you know, maybe it's vo- very vocal. Yeah, I've I suppose, heard you. I, I suppose that's probably the best way to describe me. But I, I'm not maybe working with international players and stuff like that, so maybe if you, if you had better players, you, you may be a little bit calmer. But I do think sometimes you maybe need to go, just as, as, as Scott said, to show the fans, wait a minute, I know everyone's different, but I still think that Ibrox, if you'd gone out there you know, driving your players, asking a little bit more, demanding of them. I think at least the fans, I'm not saying you do it as, as much as I have do it, of course not, but but just a little bit, I think sometimes it does maybe say to the fans, whereas if you do stand back a little bit and say, well, listen, I've picked a team, I've done the tactics, get on with it. If it's not working, you've got two options. One, you change the personnel earlier, half time, for instance, you can say, right, I've given you enough chances, double substitution, half yeah. time, we've made changes, or you know, you really get in about them mm. and see if you can get some sort of reaction. I mean, Mark, you look at the specifics of, of last night. That, I mean, t- to start that way, Glenn Kamara's actually looked pretty good since he, yeah. he joined Rangers, but he, he gifts the ball away early on. That sets the tone. And then if you were in the business of pointing fingers, you would be wondering what Borna Barisic is doing, trying to track Conor McLennan for the second goal. So there were clearly a, f- a few issues on the night. Yeah, the, 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 you know, Aberdeen, it's a classic coming to Glasgow and doing a number. And, and I know we're, we're a Western Scotland programme, we concentrate on Old Firm, and rightly so. But first of all, credit to Derek McInnes and his players, not just for last night, but to come to Glasgow on Saturday and get a wee, uh, a nil-nil draw, stay in Glasgow for three days, do your preparation down here and then go to Ibrox and do a classic number. I mean, I think Aberdeen pretty much just went man for man on the pitch. Very, very summer mm-hmm. to Saturday, uh, I was told in terms of... Without, the, without Sam Cosgrove, without, without Gary mckay Stephen, yeah. left I, Greg Stewart on the bench. And I think that would be the most alarming thing for me, if I'm Stephen Gerrard, is that Aberdeen had a lot of control in the middle of the park. And bearing in mind there's two teenagers in the middle of the park in that Aberdeen team. And I've always said for day one that Rangers have got a good squad... Gordon, but in my opinion, they don't have a championship winning mm. or a cup winning midfield. You know, we hear it all over you, 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 the Ryan Jacks and, and all the other guys, and they're good players, they're solid players, but are they silverware winning players? Clearly, too many of those Rangers guys are not. And whether they can, the board can can stump up any more cash when they've done well, it looks to me more and more now that 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 in the summer they're definitely edging towards having to sell Morelos. And a rebuilding job Just And it's It's an all or nothing To go and stop nine in a row If there are any Aberdeen fans out there Come on let's hear from you 0141 Here's Derek McInnes you know, I've listened to all the experts Read all the experts last week, Over the last two or three days Not one Tipped us And I took strength For the fact of We've won in Glasgow Before this season Obviously Hamden and here But obviously we're away record How strong it is So we knew we had a tough job On my hands here Rangers 
it's a real setback for them, but I'm sure they'll come back for it. You know, Stephen's a young manager who'll go in and do really well here. I know it's a sore one for them tonight, but for us it was a case of trying to take on a good team in a certain way. We don't have the resource, we don't have the, the millions to spend and throw at the team, but what we have got is bucket loads of character, resilience. I thought we defended brilliantly as a team. We counter-attacked, we got a great start with McGinn taking advantage of a little miss, maybe kind of, maybe Tavernier doesn't he kind of judge it right or whatever comes off Kamara maybe, but it's a lovely finish for Niall. And it gives us something early on to kind of hang on to and the pressure builds for Rangers, the crowd tried their best to get them into it but I thought we defended very well and it was difficult conditions were difficult Rangers dominating the ball players out on their feet you know working hard a lovely little interchange for Stevie May and, and Conor McLennan you know I've had maybe better teams with arguably better players over my years here but I've never had the resilience and strength of character of what these young boys are showing at the minute the age of your team I think it was average age of just under 24 on Saturday I think it was maybe even younger tonight it gives me every encouragement and gives me great pleasure to see young players deal with that type of game Sean is a Rangers fan on the line how do you feel after last night Sean? Well, I think that football was a decision last night we looked at the Scottish Cup we looked at the League Cup we went we looked at obviously Europe but 99% no chance of winning the league I actually think because um, we don't win a cup this season uh, I actually think it's a failure and I actually think the board actually need to bring in a male experienced manager I don't think Stevie G's got up Listen, you were, we were always going to get one of those, maybe more than that. You've seen it on social media. Is that is that yeah. knee jerk, Jim, or is that is that fair? No, I think uh, a knee jerk is, is if um, you know you, you've you've been doing something remarkably well and then you get a bad result and then that's a knee jerk to me. But I think over the, I mean, Stephen Jenner, Kachina before him, Warburton, all these kind of things. It's over a period of time. I think that you know, fans look for significant improvement, and I think when Gerard came in at first. Obviously, Stephen Gerrard himself, the profile, the European um, qualification uh, in the Europa League. I think it set the bar high and the expectations definitely went up there. But I, it's, it hasn't materialised in the same way. And I think Sean, like a lot of Rangers fans, will think, yeah, OK, we, we understand that we, we hope to challenge Celtic, particularly after beating Celtic you know, just before the, the, the new year or just the new year. But it hasn't progressed. And you know, since the turn of the year, Rangers form has been very erratic. And I think the Cups, yeah, I think the Cups are bitter disappointments. I, I, I think Rangers fans are entitled to, to look for at least getting to the Cup finals. You know, and, and, and it hasn't, hasn't what they haven't played Celtic mm. in these in, the, in this competition, you know, and I think everyone thought, okay, mm. this, is the, this is the chance. But they haven't taken it. And, and I think other managers, whether it be a Warburton or a Kachina, if that had been them, I think there would have been a massive amount mm. of criticism. But... Yeah, I think Stephen Gerrard has, has got a bit of a profile, which has given him a little bit more. Mm. Also, getting into Europe, it, Jim, that yeah, great start of the season, yeah, brings money. up a lot of things. Yeah, but it doesn't last no. forever. No. And football no. is about progression; it's about success. And if the Rangers fans feel that the, the, their team has not progressed the way that they, they, they feel entitled to, then there, there, there's going to be um, some some massive disappointments mm. and. Criticism for the manager And that, that's the way It goes with your Steven Gerrard Or anyone else I mean the counter to that Would be Mark Is it not a time for Sort of Cool heads Appreciating that it's A, a bit of a rebuilding Football clubs nowadays is, As we all know Just ripping up the manager And starting again Every time right. you failed it, yeah. it, it doesn't work no, and, and you can't no. afford To do that Gordon you, You've put your faith In, in Steven Gerrard a, a rookie manager now, now whether he was The first choice manager is open to debate. There's clearly been another conversation, but they've decided to go with Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister and Mikey Beale, and, and they've gone with those guys. You have to see it through. 
you can't just judge him after nine months and say it's been a few because there's a lot of things yet yeah, the league record is pretty much a much this week one, one point oh sorry Gerard yeah one point better off yeah. than the same stage last season right so so there's that that's no great that's no a sign of progress points wise Europe big progress cup competitions is it acceptable to go out with the greatest respect to Aberdeen and Glasgow both competitions no it's not it's not acceptable so you put all that into the mix you could if you want to You could make a case for saying I don't think Stephen Gerrard's the right guy For next season Bearing in mind what's at stake But equally I would put a case up to say No he is it He is the right guy And where the Rangers stop They've decided to go for a rookie manager So you're going to get bumps on the road But I think he's shown enough To be given a chance Now You want to flip it round Come the end of the season Will Stephen Gerrard say Do I really need it? Have I got the backing Of 50,000 Ibrox on a match day? I'm allowed to go and wheel and deal with the with the board. He might actually, he might be thinking, well, I'll call time on it. I'm, I'm not the guy and I want to get back down south or whatever. So, you know, at both sides of the old firm, there's big decisions coming in the next two months. John's also on the line. What do you, what do you think, John? What do I think? Yes. Right, well, I think it's all, you're all jumping the gun a wee bit, you know what I mean? Get rid of CBD and stuff like that. Listen, you should remember the team, you should have played McCorry in the middle of the park twice Two big games He's played the middle of the park But hindsight's a great thing But We have came And where we are We'll go forward Do you know what I mean I wouldn't have played Barakajaira Because you know what I mean We played Aberdeen He got hung out a couple of times But It's near near The action People want to get rid of him And all that Listen The season's not finished with yet You have all wrote it off Right The same as what Ben McInnes said Need to give us a chance So You don't know Give us a chance so we'll wait and see for that But can I ask a question Is Derek McInnes Any players that can put on the park Against Celtic For the amount of booking I think it was I think it was only Graham Shinny Shinny yeah So yeah he's got, he's got a few others But with other 8 to get booked There are 7 to get booked Yeah they're okay to play Does that Does that, does that not just Sum it up what kind of game It was last night In, in what way Well you tell me Well I don't know You're asking the question how, how, what, what is it you mean What are you insinuating How other players Can get booked Right An 8 after one team No more than about it That's right we could beat fair and square Even Gerard saying it But Does that not tell you something? Well, well what does it tell you John? Stop being so cryptic What does it tell you? It tell, tells me they're kicking everything that moved And got away with it and Well they didn't get away with it If they got booked though Well they did get away with it Because Clancy didn't have the balls Or the guts To send in the half It seems he booked my Yeah listen, I think we'll uh, leave that there I just like it to be a wee bit more polite yeah, Come on that's I do uh, one thing I would say, I, I thought the decision to book Alfredo Morelos for diving in the first half was the wrong decision. I would say it was probably 75% a, a penalty kick. <laughs> right, okay. Um, but it certainly wasn't a dive and he didn't deserve to be booked, that's for sure. And, and I can understand why that would make uh, Rangers angry. But in John's bigger point, it's a battle. This is the sixth time they've played each other. Last night You can see There's there's long running feuds there Between Alfredo Morelos And Scott McKenna And, and Andy Considine And the lot This is what's happened to this fixture And it's great for watching it And I'm sure John When they bothered Aberdeen Eight players booked If Rangers had won last night So the fact is It's a fiery fixture Always been that way It will continue To be that way but uh, I think if anything, yeah But it just shows what it meant to Aberdeen mm. to go and win the game If you're feeling a bit down Rangers fans Jermaine Defoe has some reasons for optimism He says you should be excited about the future We'll hear from the Rangers striker after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors 
compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com. Mark Weary and Jim Duffy are here. Busy night on the phones, as you can imagine, after Rangers lost Aberdeen at home last night. We're out of the Scottish Cup. The lineup is complete, of course. Hearts saw off Partick Thistle. Uh, but you Thistle fans, I wonder if you're a bit frustrated. A couple of penalty calls in there that you might not be happy about. So give us your thoughts. We'll get to that. 0141 951. 1025 on Twitter at Clyde SSB A real mixed bag as you would expect uh, Cameron says How many of the signings Gerard has made Are better than the ones that left Arguably the biggest game since January And two marquee signings made then Sitting on the bench um, But Cherry says Rangers used to pride themselves On the small amount of managers we've had in our history Now fans want us chopping and changing Like teams down south and Gerard is the man for the job and should be backed Rome wasn't built in a day Yeah, listen, I, I've said that I, I can understand the reaction. I think there's always particularly 24 hours after it's still raw, it's still hurting at the fact that they're missing out in a Scottish Cup semi-final. But you've got to stick by Stephen Gerrard. And I have to be honest, I don't think Dave King or anybody on the board at this moment in time will have any inclination whatsoever to, to call time on. I, I can see progress. It's obviously not going to be tangible in terms of Silverware unless a, a miracle happens and Rangers win the league, but there's definitely progress being made under Stephen Jenner. Yeah, I think that there's, I think the board will be a bit disappointed yeah. though. I think yeah. they, they would have set a target out of at least one trophy. I think so. Um, the Cup sheer, final, uh, at, least, at least getting to a government. Mm. Well, so much so that they'll, that they'll, no, that no, 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 no. I don't think it's, it's future, but I think I do think that, that you know they'll, they'll definitely be unhappy oh, at right. board level because yeah. I think that you know they have invested. Mm. I, I, I'm again a, a bit surprised. I mean, talking about signings and. You know, Stephen Davis in particular, because I think they brought him in to the kind of player that can unlock defences, yeah. that can see that that pass against a tight defence. I mean, Aberdeen didn't surprise anybody with the way they played last yeah. night. Everyone knew the, the way they played. As soon as you see the lineup as well, mm-hmm. with Greg Stewart missing, you know, so I think you need someone to get be a little bit more, uh, you know, creative in that midfield. So I'm a, I was a bit surprised that he hasn't done a lot better than <laughs> than I think we all thought he would do. How much does it come into the equation, the the points gap? When the season ends Listen Rangers Arithmetically of course Could still overhaul yeah, Celtic So the gap's 8 points At the moment right. If that is cut to To 4 or 3 And it's a real tight mm-hmm. You know but, but Celtic still got over the line yeah. I'd imagine that looks A whole lot better Than if that gap Just yeah. continues mm-hmm. to grow You know Second you get, you get different levels of second I think, I think they're still to finish second That's the first thing Yeah but they've got a decent gap Don't they against yeah, Aberdeen But they still yeah. have to finish second And you know, does, minimum, does, minimum. You're right. I mean, so does Randall, the strength of the second place finish matter? I think so a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I think mm-hmm. they want to try and close that gap. As, as Mark said, they, if they can beat Kilmarnock and then they've got Celtic the next game, then if they can manage to win that, then of course they're still in with a chance. There's no doubt about it. But it's about getting that level of performance. You know, the, you know, the the the, the strive for um, on a regular basis. Um, so you know, Stephen Gerrard is going to be challenged now to, to his players. You might see a, a tweak in the system now. You might you might try two up top because you might look at it and say, well, okay, I've tried this. This is mm-hmm. my tried and trusted formula. Um, hasn't quite got me to where I want to be. He might just, you know, he, he has said, you know, many times he's been disappointed with certain performances. So he might he might look to bring the likes of Davis and Defoe on in a more regular basis now. But yeah, I mean, the, the next two games, I think, are pivotal in terms of how mm. people look at Stephen Gerrard's tenure, I think, a little bit. I think... If your question, Gordon, if it's a double-digit victory for Celtic in the league, league title race, I think that's a shocker for Rangers. That, that you know, considering the level of investment, etc., etc. And again, if anything, it might make Stephen Gerrard think, 
What's going on? And that probably would be okay yeah. if they'd won a cup. Yeah, you know, so it's yeah, all about the overall true, picture, yeah. isn't it? And, and Europe's been brilliant, but that's the first half of the season. Now you think back to ten weeks ago, beat Celtic into, into the winter break on a high, and you lose the first game to Kilmarnock. That's really you know, we're well, leveling the, points. I know it's yeah. the other game in hand, but mm-hmm. they were leveling. Yeah, and you points. think about it, it was fighting yeah. chance, and Stephen Gerrard's clearly gone to the board and said they're there. Celtic are there for the taking, and rightly so. And they've backed them. And the, the signing suddenly worked out for whatever reason so far. But I think Rangers uh, need to win one of the old firm games. They need, as you say, see if they can get it down to four or five points. You've said, you know what, that's a decent fist. They're, they've shown a bit of character in the last eight games. They've made a contest of it to keep it going. But if it goes to double digits, that's a real sore one. Martin's an Aberdeen fan. Sum up your feelings, Martin. Oh, amazing. Can he beat last night? It's just great. You just. Uh... Aberdeen fans are just loving it now because uh, that's now four visits to Glasgow, four victories. And all the Rangers fans are on moaning. I don't understand it. They've just been outschooled and outplayed in every single one of their games, man. And it's just, I think, Aberdeen. Sitting third in the league, you know, not happy with that. Second all the other years. I just think if Rangers keep playing the way they're playing, we'll finish second in the league. Confident. Oh. There was a time, Martin, when people used to say that Aberdeen couldn't handle playing in Glasgow. What's changed? Because it wasn't that long ago. Eh, I just think the way... It's the mentality. I just think the way McInnes has got everybody playing. I mean, McGinn's in and out the team now, but see McGinn last night? Oh, it was just amazing. And then scoring the goal, obviously, took his chance. And then you just need to look at all the all the young boys. 17, 19-year-olds, Lewis Ferguson. Ah, it's just... I don't know what he's doing up there, but he's doing something correct. And I'm just... The only disappointment I've got is that we're sitting third in the league behind them. But yeah, you look at the budgets though, man, I know it's not all about budgets, but you think to finish second four years in a row, to be right up there, you know, considering Rangers can sign players and Celtic, but can spend comfortably 25 grand a week on, on, on players and, and Derek Sealing's probably on about the three grand um, a week. Man. But one thing I would say, Lewis Ferguson again, what a signing he's been. You know, Derek certainly got an eye for a player and, and at this moment in time, we're getting to that stage of the season. Uh, Gordon Lewis Ferguson would be my young player of the year all day long. Yeah, I think I mean f- f- you know f- I think tactically he's been superb. The one thing that Martin has has said there it disappointed. I mean the last couple of league games, you know, the draw we sit Munn at home and then get beat by Hamilton at home. You know, so that's the kind of thing that'll frustrate the Aberdeen fans because they can come to you know Hamden and one and come to Ibrox and one, but then you lose at home <laughs> yeah. to Hamilton. So. That's again Maybe younger players Maybe having experience Again Expectation of Aberdeen To be successful But Lewis Ferguson You're right But Conor McLaren's Another one to come through the ranks yeah. And uh, you know He was in loan to Breakin mm-hmm. You know and, and, and all these sort of things That uh, Younger players and, and the systems You know Take time They've got you know, you know Bruce Anderson Who's scoring a few goals Just now at, uh, Ferman, at Ferman yeah. and loan I mean, uh, Campbell, I think it was his first Campbell's start Campbell's his first 17. start Last night at 17 no, And everyone no. questioned I mean Well why is Greg Stewart Not playing Why is he not playing But I think tactically He's a very astute manager mm-hmm. I think time and time again He's He's, he's you know he's got his tactics spot on, and I think that um, the job he's done over the period of time has been amazing. Again, Silverway's only got one uh, cup in that yeah. in that period, and that will still mm-hmm. be the wee the wee next level he's got to get to. Rangers fans, Jermaine Defoe says you should be excited about the future, despite the game last night. He says it will take time to get to where you want to be, um, but insists there is a lot to look forward to. Give us your thoughts. Fans are going to be frustrated. Just like the players I mentioned before it's, it's a massive football club And you know as players When you're playing for a big football club Any club in the world You know it's that demand You have to Every game you play You have to play well You know the fans expect you to win Expect you to sort of like Progress in these kind of tournaments But I think if you In a sh- short space of time 
I think I've been here and watching watching the other games on TV and stuff like that. I wouldn't want to be in any other dressing room, to be honest. I think if you look at the quality that we've got in the dressing room, the international players that we've got, it's a time for the football club to be excited. The fans should be excited, to be honest. Yeah, it's a disappointment tonight, but at the same time, I feel like sometimes things take time to build. You know, it's just not, you know, you can get the best players in the world and put them together. And they're not necessarily going to sort of like overnight become an unbelievable team. Sometimes it takes time. And you've seen that with, you know, some of the best teams, best players. But you know, if I, I think if I if I was a Rangers fan, you know, if I'm on the terraces and I'm watching the games, and I've got a season ticket. I'll, I'll definitely be excited because this this club and the team's definitely going places. I suppose this is this is Glasgow in a nutshell because we're seeing it on Twitter, we're seeing it on the calls. Some fans are saying, Do you know what, we were never going to win it this season. We heard the guy saying Rome wasn't built in a day. We think we're moving in the right direction. But you also hear all these phrases like second is nowhere in Glasgow and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. so where, where is the truth? Somewhere in the middle, perhaps. I, I, mean, I think at some point, you know, I, I can't remember. It was last time Rangers won a title was it, was it Walter Smith, the the League Scottish Cup two thousand and eleven? Would that be right? So you're looking at eight years now without a major trophy, um, one major cup final. I mean, obviously Rangers were, were down the division for for the for the three season period. That said, they're, they're still spent spent heavily over the past year. So is it good enough for Rangers? You consider no, I don't think it is. I don't think, and I'm not laying all the blame at Stephen Gerrard. As I say, I think players get away with murder nowadays, and players need to just go and examine themselves. It can't all be just about the manager. But Jermaine Defoe, credit him. He's trying to put a positive spin on it. Credit him for coming to speak last night. But Rangers don't have world class players, and they clearly don't have players that are good enough to go and win a league or, or go and win a cup. And Stephen Gerrard will no be fooled. Now it's what he can go and do with the board. That's why I'll go back to my point that I made at five past six. It could well be as much as you don't want to lose a 30-goal striker, as Jim said as well, you might need to find a different way of playing that doesn't include Morelos, but gets you whatever it's going to be. 8, 10, 12, 14 million quid, whatever it is that, that you're going to get from Morelos, I think you'd have to seriously consider selling him in order to go and look at bringing in five or six players because the guys there, as much as they're, they're decent and they're solid, it's not a title-winning team. I just think that Listen I've said before He's the first time He's been a manager He has to learn uh, You know Elements of his game And also the Scottish game he, He'd never he never played in Scotland before He'd only seen a few games He'd probably ever seen Maybe old firm games at times So you've got to learn So much In the job You know In, in particular Club of Rangers And, and the, the, the managers Have experienced Old firm management I'll tell you that It's a unique Experience I, mean, I haven't had it So I, I wouldn't know even, even, even though I've I've coached a long time in Scotland, but these guys have to learn as they go. Mm. And, you know, it, it might take them, I think it has taken them probably by surprise some of the, uh, the you know, the situations and in the, in the the demands that, that you have for Rangers. And also, when teams play against Rangers, they go up a level. You know, they, they have that wee bit extra, you know, desire and determination. I mean, Stephen Gerrard experienced it as a player with Liverpool, but as a manager, it's completely different. So I think he needs this year to learn and, and understand it have the summer to have a real calm time to think listen this is what this is the type of players I now need to play against all the different types of uh, styles and grounds in Scotland and also the expectations of the Rangers mm. fans and, and can they handle it Bernard's a Celtic fan in Warrington hi Bernard hello there how you doing how you doing lads yeah, good. Thanks, hi, thanks just a quick one now mm-hmm. um, Mr Gerrard Rangers have got a problem. Mr. King has invested big time in this guy, and he's not a coach. He's done his coaching badges, but that doesn't because he was a good player. It doesn't make you a good coach. Now you're going to say to me, "Well, give the guy time." Unfortunately, you three know 
up there, you've not got time. If you've not won something, if you've not got silver on that mantelpiece, you're, you're, it's, it's, the bragging rights is unbelievable. And you know you've not got time. So at the beginning of the season, and this is, this is relevant, Stephen Gerrard was coming out with, we should be coming here. We should be coming here and expecting to. We should be coming here expecting to win. The naivety of the guy. Why didn't he do a bit more down south, like League One or a Championship side? And then I can understand Rangers going in for him. But I think this is the problem for Rangers. They've, they've, they've paid him a lot of money. He's on a lot of money, and he's on a big contract. And unfortunately, they've got him for the foreseeable future. Because you know, if that was. Who was the guy who we took over from? What's Ped, his name? Well, young bloke. Ped, well, Graham Murty, Pedro Cachinha, depends. They would not have lasted two minutes. If, they, if they'd have had his results, he'd, they'd have been out, he'd have been out now. You know this. You know this for a fact. Well, you don't know for um, a fact, Bernard, but because, you know, listen, a, a board depends on, you know, what the remit that he had. And, um, you know, again, um, as we've I've said before, yeah, silverware, I think, would have been definitely something they would have um, wanted and um, would have... And, and Stephen Gerrard, I, I think you're saying he's naive, but he's not... What he was trying to do when he first came in was to say, listen, I, I, he's came here with his, uh, you know, standards and he expected the Rangers players to hopefully match his standards. That hasn't materialised over the course of the season, but... It all depends I don't see Rangers week in week out Rangers fans that have come in here Have been a mixed group Some have said No he needs time Some have said No we're not happy But the bottom line is I think you can only make A true judgement If you see your team playing Week in Week out Then I think You're entitled A little bit more entitled To that opinion Because You've you've got a fair judgement A fair assessment I think as I said, a one-off game like an Aberdeen or a cup game and a game against Celtic, you could go the other way. You could say against Celtic, but they were fantastic. But against Aberdeen, they were poor. So where do you, you know, you judge? It's about consistency, and I think that's the biggest, the single biggest thing is Rangers are searching for. They haven't had the, the same level of consistency that I think Stephen Gerrard would have would have uh, anticipated. Mm. Adam Colvo's on Twitter, hundred percent agree with Mark Weary. The team is decent. They can play really well at times. Um, but nowhere near enough winners in the team to succeed in overtaking Celtic Thank you to Bernard in Warrington The lineup for the semi-finals is complete Because Harps played Partick Thistle last night as well So we're going to take a look at the last four of the Scottish Cup After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here Partick Thistle fans Hearts fans We've not heard from you yet After a dramatic evening At Tyne Castle 0141 951 1025 Let's speak to Craig Who's a Rangers fan on the line Hi Craig oh, Hi I know how you Not bad Craig How would you sum it all up then You've had a, almost a day to, to gather your thoughts Hi almost a day uh, Well listen I, I've got to be honest with you I'm obviously Really Really angry About the, the performance last night I think there are some of those players who are clearly no fit to wear a Rangers shirt. Um, anyway, so there's kind of two points I've got to One, on the game, I thought Rangers were just nowhere. They huffed and puffed and didn't do anything. That's three times we've played Aberdeen and Glasgow this season. Twice Ibrox, once at Hamden. We haven't even scored against them in Glasgow. Never mind, beat them. That is not good enough. Um, <clears throat> and what I didn't like either is after the game, I listened to Stephen Gerrard's post-match interview. It was on a Rangers TV uh, straight after the game, and you know he came out and he said, "Oh, you know, I take responsibility." And then he said, 
you know, I haven't even spoke to the players yet because I'm too angry. And I don't like that because, to me, that's exactly when he should be speaking to the players after a performance like that. Why should he wait till he's calmed down? He should go in there while he's angry and have a go at them. Really tell them a new one. Give them the Alex Ferguson hairdryer treatment if that's what it's going to take to get through to them. The approach, likely, likely approach he clearly seems to prefer taking isn't working. And I can't think of many other managers who wouldn't go and speak to their players after the game because they were too angry. Most other managers who made experience would go in and do the exact opposite because they would want to get the message hammered through to their players that that is not acceptable and it's not good enough. It's well and good him coming out after every game that Rangers lose and play fully and saying the same things about mentality and about how he takes responsibility and all the rest of it. Whatever he's doing isn't working right now to stop those performances happening. So... Well, Craig, what I would say on that, Craig, what I would say on that is it's probably good management because, and I'll tell you why, nobody'll know the Rangers players better than Stephen Gerrard. So he probably thinks, you know what, I want to get in there and get ripped into them and give them a few home truths, but they maybe can't handle it, and he maybe thinks some will down tools that they don't have the right mentality, they don't have the right attitude, and he will know them, and that's why he'll know I need to get A, B, and C out the door so that I want stronger mentality, and so that see if they are doing what I want them to do, I will go in and rip into them, and they'll be able to take it. Like like men and stand up to me and, and show me what they're good for. So I think um, he probably wants to, but that that's a take that I would put on it rather than saying it's weakness or it's no right for him. Go and get into them. He, he probably wants to, but he knows they're not the right type. But he needs to go and find that right type. Craig, you mentioned early on there were a number of players not doing it for you. Are you able to name names? Um. <laughs> well, I a few. I think um, you know, Kamara for me last night. He played well a couple of games so then and then last night he showed the clear um, you know, vulnerability he's still got and he's clearly still not quite good enough yet I don't think to be a, a, a surefire starter on the Rangers team I think you look at other players Tavernier who's supposed to be the, 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 the captain you know he was, he was absent you know you need a captain to lead and this is why you know again I can't understand why Lee Wallace who is Rangers club captain who is a leader that Gerard keeps saying he doesn't have is sitting there you know fit and held ready to play and isn't getting the shout that he should be getting if you need a leader then you bring on the guy who is your natural leader Tavernier wasn't that last night let me put that let me put that point to Jim Craig you a little bit uh, short in time we keep hearing this when, when Rangers lose a lot of fingers get pointed at James Tavernier yeah. Jim is it fair because we know that not all captains you know ball and shout yeah. and, and grab people with the scruff of the neck so no, you get different types of captains. Captains that can, you know, deal with the players. You know, deal with the, you know, the the kind of background stuff, and maybe are quiet, unassuming. Uh, they'll know the type of a Barry Ferguson type guy, if you want to call it that. You know, who went in and told them what it was all about. But you know, Craig's mentioned there about the style of management. But obviously, there was a, there was, you know, the, I, I know for him game when when Lee Wallace and, and Kenny Miller voiced their opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and, and more or less That finished the Rangers careers So sometimes You know With Stephen Jardin He might go in And start saying something Sometimes if somebody Because I've been there if, if somebody says something Back to you When you're in that mode you, you might say something You regret You know And that can sometimes Be the time to step away I don't agree That he has to go to The the the, 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 the media side At the Rangers TV And then say that I, I must admit I wouldn't have Said that if I was him I think uh, if he's got something to say, yeah, you've got to be controlled. But he is a, a young manager, and the young managers, you know, nowadays anyway, will we'll see the players and say, listen, we we have to approach it differently. 
But I, I, I believe that if Rangers players cannot take a wee bit from the manager, mm-hmm. then they can't play in front of fifty thousand yeah. demanding Rangers fans. That's yeah. for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you can, if you give them a little bit and they can stand up to it and they can react to it, then if they make a mistake like Kamara did last night early on, mm-hmm. and I think he froze a little bit after that because he knows that the responsibility there, you know, is going to be huge. So I think there's a lot of things to learn, but I do agree with Craig in terms of. You know the players have got to stand up, but I'm not one for isolating one or two players like James Tavney. I think that's a bit unfair. Yvonne and Murend, what do you think? I'm Murend. See that producer um, says he's spelling it gets worse. Every um, looking at the, the, I'd still keep Gerard. Um, I know he's going to make mistakes. He's going to come uh, his first season, but give him a bit of time. I would change a bit of the team. Uh, I, I, I still can look at the players that we've got were, were own players they're either good enough or no good enough people like McCrory uh, and Katic on the bench looking at them um, last night was just horrendous uh, it was just one of the nights that once uh, Aberdeen scored that we, we just knew we wanted to get back in for whatever we do we don't seem to be able to break teams down yeah, that would be the disappointment because we were still in here when Aberdeen scored three minutes in. Mm-hmm. Ibrox was rocking. I mean, you could you could hear it. So you were mm-hmm. expecting at least a bit a bit of a reaction. You can't guarantee that you win every game. That that doesn't happen. But you were expecting something more than, yeah. than what they got. There was a couple of things. You know, I mean, they started sloppy. They got the ball and the ball went to Warrell. He scuffed it forward. Went out for a throw in. They got they ended up Rangers get a throw in. They kind of threw a nameless ball in. It came into the pitch. Tavernier's in the wrong end. Uh, Kamara plays at a square pass, which is. You know, basics, real, real basics. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a, they, they just started sloppy, and um, I think they maybe thought that Aberdeen would just the, the blow the whistle. Aberdeen will camp, and, we'll, and it didn't quite happen the first few minutes. But after that, even though Avon's making points on certain players like likes of McCrory and a Katic, you know, when when you've got a score, I, I again for me, I'm looking at as I said, you you might lose a goal early on, but you've got 87 minutes plus to recover, to recover from it. I, I'm a wee bit like Matt I, uh, Unlike Matt I don't think it was a 75% penalty I think it was a 100% penalty The Mariela should have got me personally But As I said Again I still think They lack that Little bit of a of an imagination mm-hmm. To open up tight defences And I think A McCrory's not that tight a player A Jack's not that tight a player A Kamara's not that tight a player I think they need Someone else in there Who can get their head up Who can open up the game Who can switch the play quicker um, and when against tight defences You've got to move the ball quicker And I think they need a, a different type of player Mark Weary It seems like not a game passes at the moment Without an unsavoury element News this afternoon That an investigation's underway After claims sectarian chants Were aimed at Rangers manager Stephen Gerrard During last night's game yeah. um, This also comes in the day When Hibs have now banned Two more supporters In wake of that game With Rangers on Friday So Still a lot of work to be done Yeah there, there is and, it, and it's unfortunate And it shows us what I was saying Now this is not exclusive to, to Celtic and Rangers To the old firm This is a widespread problem Across the Scottish game That needs to be tackled I believe Gordon That the SPFL and SFA Are going to make a joint statement um, Probably within the next 48 hours On what they plan to do How they can tackle this And take it forward And what there has to be In that statement Is proper leadership And proper substance To the statement The statement can't just be a box ticking exercise Because I'll tell you why See if we don't tackle this problem now And see the hooliganism It may go away for a few weeks And we think everything's alright But it's not Because Let me tell you See if Celtic 8 in a row And we all think it's going to happen 95% This city West of Scotland Spreading into Scottish football It's going to be an absolute Madhouse 
Matt, I can remember it 20 years ago working on it when it was Rangers were going for 9 in a row Celtic trying to stop 10 Jim's involved in management at the highest level at that time as well it will be mad and we need to put proper plans in place right now because see if we don't it will come back to bite us next season Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Let's take a breather and play Beat the Pundit, shall we? Do you fancy taking on Mark Weedy or Jim Duffy? Showing off your football knowledge and winning a signed ball? Well, now's your chance. 01419511025. Be quick. You only have until the news at 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. A team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy are here 0141 is the number you need to speak to the guys um, Just to confirm The Scottish Cup semi-final dates and times Have been announced this evening So Hearts against Inverness Will take place on Saturday the 13th of April At 12.15 at Hamden And Aberdeen Celtic the next day Sunday the 14th at 2pm Also at the National Stadium We're going to take a closer look at that back f- uh, The back four these <laughs> Football cliches The final four I should say We'll hear from the likes of Gary Caldwell And Craig Levine So keep the calls coming after this Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Beat the Pundit time The chance for you to take on one of the pundits And win a signed ball tonight's Lucky contestant is Daryl from Cumbernauld Hi Daryl Hello, how are we? I'm not too bad, how are you? Uh, nervous <laughs> Kind of scared, ah, don't be scared. We'll see, see how we get on Listen, it's only the three of us and a couple of hundred thousand dollars You'll be absolutely yeah, fine no and, and Luckily your second name hasn't appeared So I can't ridicule you to all your friends yeah, if you lose You're just right, Daryl yeah. from Cumberland I'll listening, so Right, no pressure then Right, heads you're no, up no against pressure. Mark Weedy uh, Tails, it'll be Jim Duffy And it is heads, Mark against Daryl So I'll give Mark some clay too yeah. And get your clock up and running Daryl you've got 30 seconds You're up against Mark You can pass That's sometimes the key If you don't know it Pass it and get on to the next one And uh, if you give me the go ahead I'll start the clock Are you ready? Go, yeah, off go Who scored Aberdeen's opening goal last night? Uh, pass Stuart Kettlewell is the current co-manager Of which Scottish club? Um, Ross County Who will Hearts face in the semi-finals of the Scottish Cup? Ah, uh, me Pass. Which Motherwell player yesterday signed a new contract at the club till 2020? Um, pass. Who was the last Scottish manager of Hibs? Um, Alan, no, it wasn't him. Pass again. Go on, just guess a name. It's the last question. Oh, God. Is it the last question? God. Because uh, you're out of time. Nah, right, we'll Genuinely no there. idea I, That was absolutely hitting That's the worst one I've ever heard <laughs> I can't believe that Hey, listen Mark Weedy might get none Let's find out no, Mark, are that. you with us, Mark? Yep You <laughs> are, right Same set of questions to you Sorry, Daryl was wanting For a post-match analysis Of his performance there Before we had even <laughs> Given you the chance So you ready? Okay, okay Who scored Aberdeen's Opening goal last night? Niall again. Stuart Kettlewell Is the current co-manager Of which Scottish club? Who will Hearts face In the semi-finals Of the Scottish Inverness. Cup? Which Motherwell player yesterday signed a new contract at the club till 2020? David Turnbull Who was the last Scottish manager of Hibs? Ian Murray Who did Gary Hooper join after leaving Celtic in 2013? Norwich And in what year did Dundee United beat Ross County 3-0 in the Scottish Cup final? Okie doke Right Darrell, now you've got something to compare Are you still as worried? Yeah, trust me to get the last two You know (laughs) 
That's it when the pressure's off. Typical, isn't it? That's it. It's typical. Um, let's I think go, I've got beat. Let's, I go, let's go through them. We'll find out just uh, just how bad it is. Who scored Aberdeen's opening goal? It was Niall McGinn. I think you'd have known that, Darrell. I think you just that was first question pressure got to you, didn't it? I'm, if I'm being honest, I've not really been paying attention the past few days. Right, I'm well, just taking a shot in the dark. But I was trying to give you an out there. You could have just taken it, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, happen. I just said, I said nobody. <laughs> right. Uh, Stuart Kettlewell is the current co-manager of which Scottish club? You did know this, Darrell. It was Ross County. Well done to you. So it's two-one to Mark Guidi after two questions. It then goes three-one because Hearts will face Inverness, Caledonian Thistle. Uh, which Motherwell player yesterday signed the new contract, Jim? Would you have known that one? Nope. It was Liam Grimshaw. He's right, the latest. Okay. So still three-one. Mark Guidi. This was a tough one, and this you spent half an hour on this one, Darrell. That's what done you in. The last Scottish manager of Hibs, Colin Calderwood. Colin Calderwood. That was yeah. tough. Really tough. I'll actually, get John Hughes down. So there you go. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, Darrell, that's where it where it ended for you. So you've only got one in the bag. It looks like Mark Weedy's wrapped it up. He added the Norwich City one for Gary Hooper, um, and you were a year out, twenty ten. Yeah. So there we go. That was a four for Mark Weedy and a one. Darrell and Cumbernauld Hardlines Darrell Well apologies for wasting your time there <laughs> Don't <laughs> Never You can come back anytime Darrell Thank you That was Darrell and Cumbernauld 01419511025 To have your say on the phones Right let's assess the Final four of the Scottish Cup As a as a whole Because a lot of the calls have been You know mostly Rangers fans And, and, and talking about the game against Aberdeen We now know Hearts Inverness on Saturday the 13th Aberdeen Celtic On Sunday the 14th Um Listen, if you've checked out your bookmakers, I hope you'll gamble responsibly. I'm pretty sure Celtic will be heavy favourites to yeah. to win this. Are you building a case for anyone else, particularly Aberdeen's recent exploits in yeah. Glasgow? Yeah, I, I would make Celtic 65-35 um, favourites. Certainly cannot rule Aberdeen out. Um, you know, but they'll maybe do a turn against Celtic as well in cup competitions. I would make Hearts... 65-35 against Inverness but again there's a vulnerability about Hearts and Inverness you know if you like kind of carefree an element of surprise and John Robertson in charge etc etc it, it would point towards a Celtic Hearts final but I don't think it'll work that way I think if you want to call it a shock one of the ties will have a shock so it's either going to be Celtic okay. v In- Inverness or Aberdeen v Hearts and uh, if I had to choose a shock I would go for a shock in the Celtic Aberdeen game Jim Duffy I mean Inverness have done uh, Tremendously well Get to the semi-finals And uh, you know John Robertson again You know It's it's, it's one of those things That uh, you know Such a hero With the Hearts fans <laughs> But uh, you know he, He's got a job to do now And uh, you know Try and get Inverness To a cup final I think uh, Hearts have definitely Missed Stephen Naismith And uh, you know you know He's been a ter- Terrific player for them And I think that you can see Even they're dominating The, the two games against this But they haven't managed To put it to bed I still think this was very unlucky last night. There was a stone wall penalty in the last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. we, um, uh, you know, I think that um, Christoph Berra came across Bera, yeah, and uh, Miles Story, Story was it? Yeah, mm-hmm. just tramped on his Achilles, and I think it was a penalty. Um, so they're a bit unlucky not to take it to extra time. So you know, I, th- I th- listen. You would still expect Hearts with the the experience um, that they've got in the ranks um, to get over the line. Um, Celtic, you know, notoriously difficult. They've won the last. You know, it's you know uh, tournaments. You know, obviously was it back twi- to back twenty five unbeaten in uh, cup ties yeah. or something. Yeah, phenomenal record. Domestically, something like that. Obviously, yeah. got every trophy in the bag so far. They'll look to try and wrap up the league. But Aberdeen, again, as I've said before, and Derek McInnes deserves an enormous amount of praise for his tactical nous. Uh, he's been superb, um, taking on the big guns. You see, yeah, sometimes he went for man for man. He said, I think he's admitted himself. He kind of plays the games in two halves. 
Keep it really tight Keep mm-hmm. in the game And then look to see Whether he has to take A little risk or not And I think I don't think See any different In the semi-final that, Against Celtic That said Graham Shinney will be A massive loss to him mm-hmm. In the middle of the pack He yeah. will be a huge loss yeah. uh, Partick Thistle fans I know the league Is your bread and butter Trying to survive In the championship But I wonder how frustrated You are this morning A 2-1 defeat Gary Caldwell Certainly feels you were Denied a late penalty What do you think The manager believes It was two soft goals In the game But is proud of the bravery Throughout Spoke to the ref. I've never been in trouble for refs before, but I got in trouble, so I have to be careful what I say. But I did go and speak to the ref, Camley. He was very good. He said the first one was no way a penalty, and I've looked at it back, and he's right. He said the second one he's seen contact, but he couldn't be sure. That disappoints me a little bit. I've looked at it back as a penalty. Everyone knew it in the stadium. I think it was a, Christoph Bear. I knew it was a penalty. So it's disappointing from that point of view, but it's football. He's got a very hard job to do. Referees, it's not easy, and I don't blame him. I'm just really proud of the team. The way we played, the bravery we showed in possession was brilliant. And we've stood toe-to-toe for two games now with one of the top teams in this country. And uh, we have to take a lot from that. I'm proud of them, so I don't want to kind of be too critical of them. But when I analyse that, there is a disappointment. Both goals were, were soft goals. And we didn't, we didn't give them many opportunities to, so to lose or give two goals away. It's a big disappointment, like I say. We'll look at that, we'll learn from it and we'll get better from it. But just really proud of the players and... And how they played and, and the bravery Because this isn't an easy stadium to play in And, and we showed a lot of bravery, composure and, and quality on the ball And stood up to their physicality In terms of running, tackling, heading I, I couldn't fault them really Jim's in Bears Den, no, Ian is in Bears Den My apologies, how are you feeling this morning Ian? Uh, I must admit I've been on before criticising Gary Colwell uh, And a few of his players But I have to turn around and say He seems to be turning things around uh, last night, the referee's decisions were ridiculous. The second penalty Hart Scott, when Big and Petsu went down, the guy must have been 14, 15 stone and he went down as if he was a feather. The guy hardly touched him. You can see the penalty thistles that I had. Actually, better contacted, he shoved him in the back and then he clipped him with his leg. Just filled him twice in the space of a few seconds. And then how the referee could give that second penalty hearts and not give Thistle that one is beyond me. To say that he didn't have a clear view of it or he was unsure, he couldn't have been sure for the heart second penalty. I real I think that Thistle would be hard done by. Mm. Yeah, Mark Weedy, Jim Duffy already said he thought Thistle were denied a penalty. Mm-hmm. Ian's quite right though, when you when you flip it up to the other side as well, the one on Piezo never a penalty. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, ne- it's never a, it's never a penalty. Um, and the, the the one in the, the last minute for Thistle is, and at least what you, what I I do have have sympathy with Bobby Madden, the referee, if you like, and I think Bobby's one of the best referees in the country. Is that I'm delighted that he didn't guess that it was a penalty. You know, he's told Gary Colbert I did see contact, but it wasn't a hundred percent. If you're not hundred percent, you can't give a penalty. He clearly think it was 100% in eight Piazzo But that's never a penalty Not a chance was that a penalty kick But it's a mistake by the referee It's been costly That said The opening goal What, what is it about some modern day players or modern, Just clear your lines See if you're Saunders Put the ball out the park And then the sort penalty. out with Connor Hazard After, Or if you're Connor Hazard Come out and blitter Saunders out the road and, and get the ball into the stand But all that messing about And it costs you a goal mm-hmm. uh, an equalising goal Because Thistle had taken the lead Didn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. Was that right? Yeah, yeah no, Thistle That was the penalty Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, but when you, you think I know something Just mm. It really annoys me 
Well, really 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 some, some of them with, with Warrow and uh, McGregor both Aye, come out and yeah. uh, kind of mix up and mm-hmm. get away with it. But, Communicate. You know, again, it, you know, goalkeepers come rushing out. Um, sometimes, you know, defenders have just got to clear the lines. But I, I, as I said, I think it was a definite penalty. The thing for me again with that one is I think the assistance on that side. So if Bobby Madden's not hundred percent, I think he's assistant. There's no, there's no one in front of him. You know, he can see it clear as day. So he's right on the, the, the 18 yard line, you know. So it's not that the, the assistant's looking right at it. So for me, I think he should be getting a call from his assistant. He should be saying, penalty kick, mm. a trip on uh, Miles Story, and he runs to the corner flag and acknowledges it. And to me, the both officials got it wrong. So it's a lack of bravery then for the assistant ref, stuff, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I mean, again, if, whatever, he's maybe he's almost you know, late in the game maybe his concentrations uh, dropped a little bit but it was a definite penalty for me I think the Thistle were hard done to I think over the two games although Hearts dominate a lot of possession you would expect that but Conor Hazard didn't have too many saves to make in both games uh, and I, I think that um, the, the thing for Thistle though is the, the result of the weekend was a massive result beating Dundee United 2-1 the last mm-hmm. kick of the ball almost and the, I think is it Falkirk to play this week so I think that that's a massive game as well so you know, the, the league is a priority. It's taking Gary Caldwell a bit of time, probably longer than he would have hoped, longer than the Thistle fans would have hoped, but they do seem to be getting a bit better. But those type of performances can come in, in cup competitions against bigger teams. It's the league matches that are now a priority. Thistle have got to get themselves, you know, a run of games that takes them away from that relegation battle. Is that the reality of it, Ian? You know, as much as it would have been lovely, everyone would have had a great day at Hamden and all the rest of it, there's still a, a league campaign to be taken care of now. Absolutely, the league must take priority. But uh, going back on the story about Bobby Madden being brave and saying that he didn't have a, a good view, not 100 percent certain. Gibbons and you have already admitted that Hart's saying penalty wasn't a penalty. So how can a referee be 100 percent sure it was a penalty when everybody else can see it's not? It's just his opinion. He yeah. sees it from a different angle, and and, and we keep saying, you know, f- none of us thought that the the, the EPS one was a penalty, but. You know, the referee is running towards it. He sees maybe, you know, someone maybe clipping someone or someone leaning on someone. He, you know, it's a split second decision. The referees make it as an honest decision and sometimes they get it wrong. And that, you know, I think he got that one wrong. But, you know, listen, they missed the penalty. Keeper saved it. So, you know, there wasn't a double, it wasn't a double punishment, you know. So from that perspective, but he just, just a poor decision. All right. Thank you to Ian and Bears. Then Jim is a Rangers fan in Kilmarnock. Hi, Jim. Hi guys, how you doing? Good thanks. Um, I just want to obviously talk about the uh, uh, last night. I was at the game on Friday, and then last night I'd like to get back to some Stephen Gerrard's first come in. And a lot of Rangers fans, this is my opinion. I think the first mistake he made was making James Cavanaugh the captain. I don't think he's even a Rangers right back. Never mind a Rangers captain. And um, moving on a wee bit into further the season, he played a guy Umar Sadiq in a semi-final against Aberdeen. It was a must-win game, but he didn't trust him to play against Dundee, Hamilton, Hibs a few weeks before that. And his tactics is a 4-3-3 every week. He doesn't seem to change anything. His substitutions, he's standing there motionless on his touchline. I don't want him sacked, but something's going to have to change really quickly because just, it's just not happening for us. Now. His tactics, his formation, his signings have been poor. He signed 19 players. Five or six of them probably get past marks. I'm going to try and balance this up a bit, Jim, just because it's, it's gone a bit one way against James Tavernier. Is he not becoming a bit of a scapegoat? No, in my opinion, no. He's defending shocking. I watch Rangers about every home game. Sometimes I go to away games if I don't know what to do telly. And he's defending shocking. Absolutely shocking. Barisic is much better than the other side either. 
I think Tavernier has got a tendency to switch off defensively mm. and not just like worrying ones if there's a winger up against him, but even defending the back yeah. post has been numerous occasions. I guess so if you're assessing the overall package, I'm not saying you ignore his shortcomings, but he clearly gives a lot as well Aye, going well, forward. I, so I, think the, I think the good outweighs the bad, Gordon, and I think he has got a good partnership with Candace. He works well, Candace, and makes Candace look good uh, too. But I defensively, it's not a strong point. A strong point is. Um, Going forward on, on the Sadiq point Obviously the, the the options were limited um, Because Morelos was suspended that afternoon In the, the League Cup semi-final And one thing I would agree with you That day I was at the game that day Jim was I thought Stephen Gerrard Should have changed it quicker In terms of Sadiq You know even throwing a centre half up front Just something different Because it clearly wasn't wanting He wasn't holding it in He wasn't linking play up And most frustratingly He was getting caught offside Time after time As Rangers were trying to build attack So I would agree with you on that, on that one I think that um, yeah, the Tavernier one for me. I, I've, I've always said that. Listen, if you want your two fullbacks, particularly Ibrox, big wide pitch, uh, terrific surface, get them forward. Tavernier does deliver. He does link up well with Candice. Everyone knows that. But of course, there will be times when teams will exploit the space he leaves. And I, for me, think that's mm. when a, a better defensive-minded midfield player. So when your right fullback goes over, he shuttles across. If you look at the, the Hibs goal that they, they lost against Hibs uh, on Friday, although it was a foul, when Tavernier was outside him and t- t- Tavernier loses the ball, you know, when they run, there, there's no defensive cover. I think Kamara kind of shuttles across a little bit and then they play the pass up to him and eventually they score. And Candice isn't all the way back. But I don't think that should be Candice's role to track back 80 yards to fill in for Tavernier. I think that should be a, a defensive-minded midfield player. So as a bit tactical... But I do think that if you've got someone here who can be switched on, you can allow your fullbacks to go because he's clever enough to assess that. I mean, Mark, is there not a case to say that if James Tavernier was as good at defending as he was going forward, he he, he wouldn't be in our I, league? I, and I, that's I, the, the, the reality of it. That, that's what we have to accept. And I, and I always say that every player that plays in this league will have deficiencies, will have things that are not good. They might. Uh, the old shit. Oh, he, he, acts a, he, he lacks a yard. He's no great there. He's first, he's not got a great left foot. Listen, if if they had the package or even eighty percent of the package, they wouldn't be playing in the Scottish League with the greatest um, of respect. So you've got to allow for uh, deficiency. And it just so happens every time there's a defeat for Celtic or Rangers, they, they, you know they, it, it goes under the microscope and, and supporters really look to find fault. Right, Jim. What about this question of progress? You know more than us. You're a Rangers fan. The, the league record is pretty much the same. You're one point better off. Scottish Cup knocked out around earlier than last season you got to the same stage of the League Cup as last season but of course Europe was significantly better than the previous campaign so this question of progress how do you feel about it? Yeah I know I've seen the stats today on kind of social media and stuff that we just kind of spoke about there I would say well, on paper we've probably no improved but on the part the calibre of players will probably go slightly better and the performances are probably better than what they were last year but I just feel that our weak link as well I feel as is as we're wingers Candace and Kent don't score enough goals Whereas on Celtic, you've got Sinclair and... Forest, Forest yeah. Um, Forest, sorry, I can think of them there. Mm. They scored, I think one scored 17 and one scored 15. Yeah, that's a good point. And Jason Kent scored that amount themselves. I feel as if that's where they lack a wee bit as well. We're, if Morelos doesn't score, we don't really tend to score many more goals out with Morelos. I feel again, attack midfielder. Is he scoring the goals? Is he doing the things that Roggie McGregor Christie's doing with Celtic? I don't think they are. It's just I feel that's where we need to improve massively as well on the wings. They need to contribute a bit more. Kandias, I'm not a big fan of Kandias. His final ball last night was shocking, absolutely shocking. And it's not the first time. He doesn't really seem to get past a man as much. Mm. Like a man. Again, you could revert back to saying 
if he had that on his locker, even if he did play in the Rangers, is it that high level? It is a strange one with him, though, isn't it, Mark? Because yeah. he, his delivery can be fantastic, mm-hmm. but as as Jim says, I mean, there was one last night that oh, just looked a shocker. really simple ball across yeah. the face and just slide it across the the. the the goal Just very similar to the way Hibs did with their equaliser On Friday night Just yep. slide it across the shirt yard button Give the guy a tab I, I would raise another point As well And I'm not, I don't mean this to be critical Of Alan McGregor I'm actually praising him And at the moment If you'd ask me to vote today I would still vote for him As a player of the year In Scotland But in the first half of the season Alan McGregor was making An average Three outstanding saves per game Domestically And in Europe And he was covering up A lot of sins for the guys In front of him He's not making as many saves this season you Go back to the very first game After the split Command that rugby part The one on one With Brophy He was saving that The first half mm-hmm. of the, And I'm not criticising The shot the winning goal He's saving it He's not making as many saves And therefore Rangers Are conceding more goals Oliver Buck says His Scotland recall Has been a long time coming I mean it, it looks like He's got a good chance Of playing Stephen Fletcher's not In the squad Because he's Well we thought he was injured But then he played last night And scored for Sheffield Wednesday So we'll get that Up and running as well As the full time teaser next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here. It's time for them to tackle this full-time oh, teaser. Bit, bit topical. You, you'll, oh, see the, you'll see the link here. Um, since 2000, 11 players have played in both an Old Firm game and a Birmingham Villa game. It doesn't include the current players So Scott Sinclair and Stephen Davis have done it But we're looking for the 11 before that So since 2000 11 players have played in both an Old Firm game And a Birmingham Villa game It doesn't include the current players Scott Sinclair and Steve Davis right, We've got uh, Petrov and Ferguson Yes Sean Maloney No actually Must not have made it to the Birmingham Villa game Although he did play there mm, Chris Buck Nope Robert McLean sent this one in by the oh, way So it's Alan full Hutton. time Full time at Clyde1.com is the address you need Hutton, Alan Hutton Alan yes mm. Alan Thompson No You said Dion, off, didn't you? Dion Dublin, Dublin Yes Alright that's 4 of 11 So we'll leave it there You can help us play along At Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, Dion Dublin Stillian Petrov Barry Ferguson Alan Hutton Since 2011 players Have played in both An Old Firm game And a Birmingham Villa game It doesn't include The current players Scott Sinclair And Steve Davis Would you have got Would you have got them anyway Sinclair That's a wee sneaky one Aye. Would you have got that Alright no, okay That's fine uh, oh, I, I thought another one you can hang Leave on to it. Right, you okay. can keep us in some okay. in suspense. Let's hear a bit from Oliver Buck. He says moving to Celtic has reignited his career. He wants to kick on with Scotland. He's been handed his first call up in about two years for this month's Euro 2020 qualifier, and he is delighted things are falling into place. Amazing feeling for me. I uh, was delighted to to get the call up, and um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, it's been a long time coming, but um, happy to be back in. Obviously, I'm very happy um, with. With the way things have gone here at Celtic, and uh, it's obviously put me in a great position, and um, it's uh, it's obviously got me the call up, and I'm I'm very happy. I'm uh, loving every minute of my football, uh, especially here at Celtic, such a big club, and uh, the, the, my teammates are great, and the staff and everybody, so they've been very good with me from the get-go. So uh, I'm very happy here, and um, and. Hopefully it continues to the end of the is season. Is this kind of the, the new lease of life in a way that you, you were needing and you kept you on again? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think this is something that I really needed to sort of kickstart my career again, sort of uh, 
starving of football really and um, I'm just happy to be back playing and out on the pitch and playing again I think most people expected Oliver Burke to be in the squad Of course his chances of playing are now boosted by the absence of the man who had the jersey up front Stephen Fletcher He wasn't in the squad he, you know, he came off injured at the weekend He's still not in the squad But he did play and score For Sheffield Wednesday last night So that the situation is that He I mean, he, he has an injury problem an, an ongoing thing That Sheffield Wednesday are trying to manage They are going to use that break To, to treat him to, to give him the treatment that he needs For their run into the season And Scotland feel they can't They can't take that risk They can't take this guy Who's on that that brink if you like Take him away and, and make him part of the squad Um what, what do you make of that, Jim? Yeah, well, I mean, if, if, if Sheffield Wednesday think that, uh, you know, they need to manage injury, I think the club should come out, as in Sheffield Wednesday, should come out and say, listen, we have withdrawn the player through medical grounds because he's got an ongoing uh, injury or a situation that we, we need to manage. And if he, if he plays a couple of games in a short period of time or if he continues to train all the time, then, you know, it could hamper um, him being available. But for me... I just think that if you're if you're playing and scoring a goal like the other night there, that that makes you available. So unless Sheffield Wednesday really um, go to the the SFA and say no, listen, he's not available, then I think the player should be there, and our medical team should assess him and say, listen, we think that you're fine to play. Um, so I'm disappointed he's not there. It gives Oliver but the, the the chance to get himself back into the fold again. He has. Um, you know, enjoyed his football at Celtic. He has been playing as a striker as opposed to being a wide player. Um, and I, I think he'll, he'll, he'll give us um, you know, a, a bit mm. of, of a physical presence, quality, and, and obviously the pace that we've spoken about. So, yeah, I mean, he's a good, he's, he's in a good place just now, Oliver Burke, and I think that's a great addition to the squad again. But I'm disappointed mm. that Stephen Fletcher, for one reason or another, is not available. Mark Guidi, conversations obviously take place between the Scotland setup, Stephen Fletcher himself, Sheffield Wednesday. Let's be honest, we'll never know the exact details. I think what you, you can conclude, I don't think this is a is a leap, is it's another example of just it's just a changing relationship between international football and club football. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a time when you were either fit or you weren't, and you know yeah. you, you came. You know, but things are things are different now. Yeah. Like, like, like it or not. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. I think what's happened now, Steve Bruce is in at Sheffield Wednesday. They're now within touching distance of the playoffs and they're thinking, no, we need we need Stephen Fletcher um, for the next 10, 12 league games to try and get us over the line. Um, if you're Stephen Fletcher, as you say, Gordon, probably in days gone by, you would have gone to your manager, in this case, Steve Bruce, and said, listen, I'm reporting. I want to be part of my country. I'm reporting. And, uh, you know, let the medical staff assess me, see how I go on. Even let me go and try and play the first game against Kazakhstan and then come back and you've still got 10, 12 days recovery. Uh, for your next league game with Sheffield Wednesday but they obviously put their foot down and uh, it's very unfortunate for Scotland because we are very very light up front and it's frustrating the fact that Fletcher made such an impact the last time and now we don't have him available If you've got any thoughts on the matter 0141 It's a couple of days on now so not breaking news but I know you're a keen observer of the goalkeeping position Mark Guidi what do you make of Alan McGregor's retirement? Uh, I, I'm surprised well I'm not overly surprised I heard there was one or two uh, murmurings um, you know ever since he, he was pulled up by the SFA and given that retrospective action but he's insisting that um, it's due to the demands his body and prolonging his career at club level so I'll take him at his word but it's an unfortunate Loss for Scotland because he's Scotland's number one goalkeeper. He's a match winner, 
and it certainly makes the jobs a, a lot more difficult. You're now Jordan Archer, John McLaughlin, Scott Bain. You know, only because we're up here, you would say that Scott Bain's probably first choice. Um, but to the best of my knowledge, he's not getting an international cap. Gordon has he? Um, so the, does it? Does he throw him in? But at least he's got the mentality. He's played European games, so he knows he can handle it. Whereas Jordan Archer and John McLaughlin are lower levels down in England. So I would imagine, and also unless there's been a change in the setup. The Celtic goalkeeping coach Stevie Woods yeah. is also the, the Scotland goalkeeping coach, so I would imagine Scott Bain will get the nod. 0141951025. We're also at Clyde SSB. You can play along uh, with the teaser. Gary Houston's throwing a few names in. Not having much luck, Gary, I must say. Um, but I won't help the guys out yet. Russell Boyce thinks he's got a tricky one, but he's not. I can see where you're coming from. Uh, who else have we got? Oh, Kiri Mack. That's a great shout from you. That's all I'll say at the moment. You going to give me one more? I'll. I'll throw in Carlos Cuellar Yep You giving uh, us one Jim? We go Egg No Alright You did well, another one You did another one You just um, Big striker Celtic Oh no Dion Dublin No we said no, no. Calton Cole Oh Calton Cole No He didn't play against Rangers right. When he was up here okay, I'll, throw, I'll throw in one more Got one more quick I thought it was quite a good one Quite complete Please if it comes off Chris Sutton Yes Played for Birmingham and Villa Yep, yep. There you go Okay So we've got Dublin, Sutton, Petrov, Ferguson, Quayart and Hutton So you've got a few uh, still to go Let's speak to Scott, a Rangers fan in Govan Hi Scott Hi Pat, how's it going? Not too bad Scott How are you feeling after last night? Eh I'm a bit frustrated But I'm getting more frustrated At the fans coming on And absolutely slating Gerard. I mean um, But see before I get to my point I want to slate the Aberdeen fans for singing about a disaster at Ibrox. I think that's appalling. And the club should do something about that. Um, but getting to my point, <laughs> I don't know what my so-called Rangers fans um, expect after Gerard. He's come up, it's his first manager's job. It's not a Brendan Rodgers will go up where he's going to win every game. The team that he inherited, the players that he inherited, was a Sambles, Penna and Co. Ibrox, to me, right now, up until last night, and even including last night, out of all competitions, friendlies, league cups, everything, we've only lost two games. That's to Aberdeen. There's no other club in Britain that can match that this year. And... You've just got to give the guy. I don't think Celtic have lost at home at all, Scott, this season. Celtic have lost at home domestically. Sorry, domestically. Right. Okay. Sorry. I I'm thought you meant I'm domestically. I'm saying I've got I've got games. Um, there's not another club in Britain that can match that this year. Two games have lost at home. So um, to me, that's progress. Um, the cops, the cops will come. Give the guy time. That's that's my opinion. Um, what, did, what, what, did, what did you expect then, Scott? And obviously, we're lying in a bit of honesty from you here in terms of your pre-season um, expectations. What, what what did you want? What did you think would have been, you know, a, a decent sign of of where Rangers are heading? Did you want a trophy, or did you expect well, a trophy? Def- sorry, I definitely expect them to challenge Celtic this year, which they are. Um, they're only eight points, eight points behind. Uh, they're still from games to go. Um, yeah, 
I expected to probably be in the Scottish Cup, definitely the Scottish Cup. Um, not so much the League Cup, but definitely the Scottish Cup. Um, and I saw a fault up there. So is that not the problem though Scott Because you said you know, You're know you challenging Celtic at the moment It's 8 points If And I do appreciate it's an if If that 8 points grows And then you don't have those cups Can, can you not at least sympathise With the frustrations Or, or the, the, the some of the opinions Your other Rangers fans Have been putting forward I, def- I definitely have to use the title To their opinion But The guy's got to give You've got to give him time it's, That's what he's needing his time And He's, he's the type of man that can take all the pressure that's coming to him. Um, he took it all with Liverpool. Um, so, I I was expecting definitely to challenge Celtic and probably be in the Scottish Cup final. Mm-hmm. It's not happened this year. It's next year. And I'm happy for that guy to stay for as long as he wants. Yeah, listen, it's been a bit of a mixed bag, Mark, but I would expect, and I, uh, I can't say for sure, I'd expect most fans to, to agree with Scott. I don't think there's going to be mass calls for Stephen Gerrard's head at this moment in time. No, Not and, even and, close and, to it, I wouldn't have know, thought. And, and see if there is, who's, who realistically is better that's that's available? You know, I would throw that out there too. And I would say, yeah, just get around, but yeah, who who's in place? And why should you undo the progress that has been made over over the past um, nine months If anyway, I could see a partner Who is if Stephen Gerrard Decides he's He's had enough At the end of the season I don't expect that to happen So you're either. pretty clear though That they have made progress Because obviously yes. There are some people Tonight yes. saying No they haven't No they, they, they have Listen I, I'd almost say It's it's night and day Just in terms of Performance level Aye, you mean? I mean okay. you, you look back Okay if you want to Take the bread and butter The old firm games Which a lot of it Comes down to Look at the last Old firm game Now they've, 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 they've Really they've faltered Since then but they dominated that game and should have won by more. Now compare it to the, the, the game that Jim mentioned earlier when um, Lee Wallace and Kenny Miller having a pop at the players la- last April when they've c- capitulated. You know, Celtic were absolutely battering them. It was it was embarrassing how much of a no contest it was um, last season in the Old Firm games. So, um, no, there has been progress made. There's a better character. There's a better mentality. But there needs to be more quality added. There's progress being made, but Rangers are still a long, long way off Having a title winning squad uh, Alright thank you to Scott and Govan We'll get to Joan Canvas Lang in just a couple of minutes Because we've got some work to do in the teaser Since 2011 players have played in both an old firm game And a second city derby Birmingham Villa It doesn't include Scott Sinclair and Steve Davis Because they're at the clubs at the moment You've got Dion Dublin, Chris Sutton, Stylian Petrov, Barry Ferguson Carlos Cuellar and Alan Hutton you get Any more? You said you Alan Thompson didn't play No that, that was that was after or before 2000 was it? Yeah, he's not there and, Um so maybe he just didn't come up against Birmingham. I don't know. I know I Thomas Gravison one. No, no. no, I thought Tommy Johnson, but he was before he Tommy was at Johnson. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm toiling the fact that he bit of a wall. I, I, I remember. I can't remember if I'm sure they went to Villa or Birmingham. But I can't remember. Tebley. Oh, what a shout that oh, is, Jim Tuffy. Come on. Right, we'll leave that there. We've got some work to do. I do want to tell you about this, though. Very important indeed. Clyde one. With wholesale domestic bathrooms Service, style and value That'll get you talking Now as you may have heard It was Webster's last day Covering Ford Grant He was hoping for a winner And it's safe to say He got his wish 22,611 And 25 pence It's the right amount You've won it 
the Soldiers! Yeah! <laughs> yes! Ah! Mark Greedy, that's exactly how I would sound. I think David grand. won £22,000 at his oh, work today. We'll be screaming at that if you get this team. Yeah, exactly. Not quite. <laughs> £22,000. Great work. Super. Listen, the important thing is tomorrow it could be you. We start a brand new game of cash register. George will reveal exactly how much you can win at 8am. Make a note of the amount. Be ready to answer the phone within five rings if Grant calls you after 3pm. If you haven't entered, you need to do it now. Text yes to 61025. That's yes to 61025. £2 to play plus your standard message rate. You must be over 18. Full terms and online entry are on our website. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are running out of time on this question tonight. It was sent in uh, by Robert McLean, fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's the address you need if you want to send your questions in. We would love to have them. Since 2000, 11 players have played in both an Old Firm game and a Birmingham Villa game. It doesn't include Scott Sinclair and Steve Davis. They're, they're currently involved. So they're doing pretty well. Dion Dublin, Oliver Tebley, uh, Chris Sutton, Stylian Petrov, Barry Ferguson, Carlos Cuellar and Alan Hutton, which means you've got four to go. Oh, 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 yes Alright I've got one He's excited Yeah Yuri Yarisik Yes, that's a great shout mm-hmm. Yuri Yarisik He pops up every now and again uh, Yeah <laughs> Right, I'll, I'll let you in on the clue that I gave the guys during the break Before that, we were looking for two who played for Celtic And two who played for Rangers So they've got Yarisik, one more Celtic player Former Celtic player And two former Rangers players I'll add to the clue just since you're toiling Mm-hmm. You can forget about Aston Villa Both of these guys played for Birmingham and Rangers And in fact The Celtic one played for Birmingham as well So forget Aston uh, Villa even existed in this question Joe's in Canvas Lang First up, hi Joe Hi Paul. Hi Joe, how are you doing? I was at the game last night And I mean first of all I'd like to echo the guy's point before I mean I think Gerard deserves time He needs time And I think he should be given it but I was at the game last night and we actually left in 75 minutes. I was that disgusted. Now, my issue is, is this is us potentially going into a third summer and, I, and I already today I'm reading the forums, etc. and we're talking about a rebuilding plan again in the summer. Now, this will be the third year in a row if this happens. Now, my concern is we're not a cash-rich club, as everybody knows, and thankfully Dave King's backing, Dave King and others are backing us financially. But we can't keep doing this every season. Now, my concern is we're, we've got Joe Worrell. Now, Joe Worrell, for me, I'm very 50-50 with Joe Worrell. I don't think Joe Worrell's a star. And he came out after the Kilmarnock game and after after they made the howling mistake and says, well, that's what I'm here for. Now, my opinion is we spent nearly £2 million in Nikola Katic. If we're going to let somebody make mistakes, then why not make it one of our own players who belongs to us and let him learn from his mistakes and carry forward? He's got Barisic... Katic and Gresda, who have spent £6 million on between the three of them. Gresda seems to have disappeared. I mean, the last time I seen Gresda was on YouTube at a Rangers soccer school event where he was standing watching the kids playing. I haven't seen him since. Barisic looks as if he's not out for the Scottish game. Probably better in somewhere like Italy or Spain or maybe even the Premiership where it's not as physical and he's not going to be getting battered about. He just looks as if he's not up to it at all. Now, Tavernier, the marauding captain that goes forward, I mean, sometimes he's, he's further forward than Morelos. I mean, I don't think the guy knows how to defend. And I know this is going to be unpopular with a lot of Rangers fans, but with regard to the Morelos, the figures getting banded about, the 15 million, etc., 
I would bite their hands off and take that and put it towards the so-called rebuilding project. But I'm concerned that the use of money at iBooks just now, because like I say, the six million on the three lads that we bought from Croatia and Barisic, like I say, I mean, he... I would have played Halliday. Now, Halliday's not a natural left-back, but Halliday would have gave his all for that. We've also got Jason Ho out in loan. We've got Doherty. We've got Rossiter. He seems to have this love affair with midfielders. We're looking at midfielders, midfielders, midfielders. That defence last night was shocking. After the two Aberdeen goals, I'm sitting in the Brimlow and Rear, and you can see the back four arguing with each other and pointing the finger at each other. That is not what I expect from a Rangers team. It's never been addressed, the central defensive partnership, even since Mark Watburton, since Rangers won promotion from the Championship back to the SPFL. And I've tried from, from Bruno Alves to. to mm. um, Cardozo uh, and guys Kiernan like and yep. Bob Kiernan and things like that. It's never, and I've spent fortunes trying to address it. So I think the frustration for Joe is they thought they had it in Katic. That's what a I, lot of Rangers fans I, phone I, in and I, say. I, I, now, I'm told, Gordon, pretty early, pretty early. There was reservations about really? about Katic as soon as you arrived and you get a close up of him day in, day out. Uh, that said, does it throw a question mark over Mark Allen's role? Well, at the end of the day, he's responsible for recruitment, as fans were led to believe, in terms of the structure of the club. So, as Joe said, you know, if you're spending six million quid, it might not sound a lot of money, but it is when you've got a, a rebuilding job to do. Every penny counts. Maybe it's more about Mark Allen than, than the manager. Who knows? And listen, that that. Recruitment's a huge part of it Jim uh, We spoke about where Rangers are in comparison to last season Stephen Gerrard brought a lot of players in You'd have to say Alan McGregor, obviously a success um, Scott Arfield, you would you would put him down as well um, Joe's listed off a couple of others that he's he's, he's not too sure about Barisic for instance seemed yeah. to have a lot of promise when he first comes in But now he gets a lot of criticism in this show Listen, when you when you have a bad result and a bad performance As Rangers did last night And um, you know, you're knocked out of the cup competition When you, you know, that's your, your big, big opportunity to, to get silverware Then, you know, there's there's, there's going to be a reaction from fans and, and, and Joe, like a number of fans will have their opinion And, and what, what direction to go in but uh, I feel like Alan McGregor just now, he seems to be a very angry man. Every time you see him at the Hibs game, he's ranting. And last night, he's ranting every time something goes close to him. It's almost like pointing the finger at yourself. You have to say, well, I get punished, so they should get punished. Whereas before that, he was calm, he was assured, he was confident. And I think he was exuding that confidence in his defence. Maybe the fact that he's a wee bit uptight is making the defenders uptight. Um, so I agree with Joe in some aspects. Like said, McCauley's been brought in. As I said, you know, Katic's looked good at the start. They were always chopping changes up pretty much all mm-hmm. season. Defence, you know, Halliday's in one day, then it was Basie Flanagan's had a go there. You know, you know, there just seems to be too many changes. And I think you get your back four right if that's where you're going to go with as a back four, and then you work from there. And mm-hmm. like Joe said, if it's Katic and he's making mistakes, he's going to be there next year, a better player. We don't have a lot of time So let's squeeze in Peter and Dumbarton Quickly if you can Peter Hello how you doing? Hi Peter Hi Peter I'm, I was just thinking that See if the Rangers would have paid the money If he'd have paid the money For Derry McInnes With their pain Stephen Gerrard I don't think he'd have stuck with Morelis See at least I can Get through the middle I, I think we'd have a far better chance So you actually You're a Rangers fan Peter And you're saying You would have preferred Derek McInnes as the manager Yes I certainly would Yeah because you know The Scottish game Mark? Well, I think certainly, you know, at that time. I mean, it wasn't to do with money, though, was it? Derek McInnes. Well, it was a full package. He, yeah, so, he, he, he knocked it, it back, though, yeah, was the point. I'm yeah, but, but whether they felt Rangers didn't push the boat out, the transfer kit, he wasn't he what, what he thought. Um, you know, whatever. But other reasons, he knocked it back. And yeah, I said at the time that, that Rangers would, would probably regret that because he was the best Scottish manager available. 
has a passion for the club undoubtedly and knows his way around the block and, and certainly that's why for example last night uh, for some of the hierarchy at Rangers it'll be a very sweet um, a very sweet night for Derek McInnes uh, Peter I mean the head to heads I can see where you're obviously coming from but with Rangers being comfortably above Aberdeen I think other Rangers fans would say that, that they've got the right man out of the two you, you're definitely not going along with that No I think, I think Aberdeen's really coming on it again now I, I definitely do look at Celtic uh, but I, I, def, I definitely don't think Stephen Gerrard's the man for the job no mm. no, a first manager no no Glasgow Rangers no my team no well, Jim, I did say it's been a mixed yeah. bag, and uh, that's, that's going to continue yeah. that way. Yeah, with two callers there, just you know, within seconds of each other, and one says, you know, give the manager time, the other one said, not that he shouldn't be in the job. Uh, we also on Twitter, Jenny says, I want to agree with Scott and Govan, and also Vaughan, who called in. I'm disappointed with Rangers last night, but Stephen Gerrard's a winner and a gentleman, and he'll get Rangers where they want to be. Patience, people. She says Right time to round off This question Thank you Peter and Dumbarton Since 2011 players Have played in both An old firm game And a Birmingham Villa derby uh, It doesn't include The current players Sinclair and Davis Dion Dublin Olivier Tebele Yuri Arasek Chris Sutton Stillian Petrov Barry Ferguson Carlos Cuellar And Alan Hutton You've got three to get Two of them are full backs right. well, One's well, Scottish Well one But obviously I must have the wrong one Because oh, I was saying oh, James oh. Beattie Nope No I've got no, one Have I've you? Got, well, that clue I think, do it for you? I think Phil Bardsley Nope I'm going then. The Celt- right, so let's do the let's do the Celtic one first, right? Gordon Strachan's era. Mm. Full back. Scottish. Paul Telfer. First name's right. No, Paul. Paul Paul Yep. <laughs> Obviously. Aye, exactly. Played against Barcelona for Celtic, I'm sure. One of the not not that night. No. Begins with a C. Oh, Paul Caddis. Paul Caddis. Yeah, what about the Rangers full back? He, uh, I'll do the old initials That's what Hugh Keevans Always likes <laughs> you need more than G You'll get this G V Oh Gregory Vidal And the last one Birmingham In the 2015-16 season And he played for Rangers In 2017 I know Rangers Working through a bit of a time Of it then And various players came And, and went without Much impact mm. He is Spanish Oh um, uh, uh, Yota No 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 Oh, <laughs> I know. I, I, I know you do. I think he was at of... Arsenal as it before that, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, he was good actually. He did a, he did a good turn for John Toral. John Toral. Thank you, Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy. We are back tomorrow night at six o'clock with Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson and Callum Gallagher's up next. So stay where you are.